Piper Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. That was Jim. He's been a customer of Piper Electric for over a year now and loves it so much that he recommends his own clients to them. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger, maybe a remodel. And so we certainly have preferred people to Piper and Piper to them. From residential, commercial, and industrial, Piper Electric can handle all of your electrical needs. They've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to piperelectric.com. Welcome in to the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by In We Go. Joined by a special guest, Mason Plumlee. I thought he was going to knock that ref out in LA. <laughs> Coaches will get testy with officials, but to run out onto the court and yeah. cut him off, yeah. I've never seen that before. You should have taken a charge on him. That <laughs> A special guest, Darrell Arthur. When did you first realize Nicole Jokic was good? He was in Philadelphia for Jameer's kind of like team bonding thing, and I knew it right away that he was going to be good. He was making great passes and good reads and stuff like that, and I said, this kid's going to be good. He's turned out to be a star. He has a great upside to him, and I know he'll be a Hall of Famer once he's done playing. And now, here's your hosts, Harrison Wind and Christian Clark. What's going on, guys? Harrison Wind here on the BSN Nuggets podcast. As always, we are presented by The Green Solution. Visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online. MyGreenSolution.com. You can also reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. And if you use promo code BSN20, you can get 20% off your entire purchase. Thursday morning, Ahead of the Nuggets game six matchup in Portland tonight, Denver has a chance to close out the Trailblazers this evening in six games. So I thought I'd record a quick pod this morning to give you guys three keys that I think Denver needs to follow to get this game six and close out Portland a game earlier than they did to San Antonio last series. Quick couple thoughts before I get to that. When you're comparing this series, where it is now at a game six, to the San Antonio series. I think things are a little bit different. I give Denver a much better shot of closing out Portland in six games than I did Denver closing out San Antonio in six games for a couple of reasons. Even though Denver won game four in Portland just as it won game four in San Antonio, they've won in both those places ahead of what could have been a closeout game six in both series. But I just get the feeling that something really clicked for Denver, maybe midway through that game four, where they pretty much knew in the back of their minds that if they just ran their stuff, there was nothing really Portland could throw at them that would have thrown their them off their game too much. That's the vibe I got at least. And what I sensed and what I said on the Tuesday edition of this show was that the confidence that 
I got from Denver ahead of Game 5 was really a vibe of a team that hasn't been more confident throughout the entire run of this playoff so far. And it was much different than the vibe around the team ahead of Game 6 in San Antonio, where you still got the sense that, yeah, the Spurs had controlled the first part of the series, and yeah, Denver had finally found their footing, but there were still things San Antonio could throw their way. Denver just did not seem as comfortable in that series as they've seemed in this Portland series, even though both series have been 3-2 nuggets heading into Game 6. So I think Denver could very well close this thing out in 6 tonight. I feel much better about their chances closing this out in 6 than I did when they were in San Antonio for Game 6 a few weeks back. You also get the feeling that Portland will definitely throw some adjustment at Denver. You feel like they've got to. The Spurs kind of stuck to their guns, and that's a very Greg Popovich thing to do. He's not really one to drastically make adjustments throughout a series, I don't think. And he didn't really do anything too drastic in that first-round series against the Nuggets. I fully expect Portland to make some significant adjustments tonight, though. Could there be a starting lineup change? I wouldn't be that surprised. I spoke about this earlier this week, but would Terry Stotts potentially put Rodney Hood into the starting lineup? That's the most logical move, I think, from Portland's perspective. I was talking about this on Altitude Radio earlier this week. If there was one move that I would make, it's put Rodney Hood, a guy who has actually given the Nuggets a little bit of trouble this series with his length and his size and his athleticism. He's the type of scorer at six foot nine, six foot ten that will give the Nuggets trouble. They don't really have that lockdown, really long defender at the three spot. So if you move him into the starting lineup for, say, Mo Harkless, who has not been effective at all this series, that's a move I think could maybe jumpstart Portland's offense. And I think that's the move for Portland because the only way the Trailblazers are going to get this game and potentially get this series is if they outscore Denver. I don't envision Portland crafting a defensive scheme that's going to be able to slow down Nikola Jokic, slow down Jamal Murray and Gary Harris and Paul Millsap, because when those four have been on the floor for 309 minutes this series, the Nuggets have been absolutely dominant. They've posted a 116.6 offensive rating when Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Paul Millsap, and Nikola Jokic are on the floor. They've posted a 103.8 defensive rating, good for a 12.8 net rating. They've been absolutely dominant. Uh, Denver has when those four guys have been on the floor. I don't envision Portland with their personnel, with their front court rotation as it is. And this is something we were harping on going into the series. There's no way they're going to be able to stop Nikola Jokic. So I do think the only way Portland wins these next two games and wins this series is if they outscore Denver. And they're going to have to get more offense from that starting lineup. And I think the most logical move would be putting Rodney Hood into this thing for a guy like Mo Harkless, who isn't much of a threat from three and just really try to put up some points in a hurry against Denver, get that crowd behind him and find a way to get this game six victory. But that's what I think Portland does. I want to get into these three keys that I have for Denver to get this game six tonight. My first is avoid an early Damian Lillard eruption. And this has been probably a key for the Nuggets all series, but I think in game six, it's Definitely a bigger priority. And here's why. Denver has held Damian Lillard in check this series, I think, better than anybody could have anticipated. I thought Damian Lillard coming into this series, especially with how he had his way with an Oklahoma City team and Oklahoma City defense, that was one of the best in the league this season in round one. 
I thought he'd have a great series in round two against the Nuggets, and Denver would just have to live with his explosions. But he's averaging 26.2 points per game this series, a healthy average, I would say. He's not doing it on efficient numbers, though. Just 43% from the field, only 25% from three. Decent rebounding numbers, decent assist numbers as well. But he's pretty much putting up worse numbers this series than Jamal Murray. And yes, of course, I'd say that Denver is focusing in on Lillard a little bit more than Portland is focusing in on Jamal Murray. Denver just has more weapons you've got to worry about if you're that trailblazer defense. But Denver has done a great job containing Damian Lillard. It's been really cool to watch. Denver has been so disciplined with their game plan, really in all five of these second round games. Their big men have done a great job. Nicole Jokic, Mason Plumley, Paul Millsap, and really working hard to get up and defend at the level of the ball when Lillard's coming off those high ball screens and really just force the ball out of Lillard's hands. And there's been a lot of times when Lillard's come off that high pick and he's had those open threes and he's missed a lot of open shots this series. But I think you got to give Denver's defense a lot of credit for making him uncomfortable and forcing him to give it up. Whereas in that Thunder series, it really seemed like he was doing whatever he wanted when he came off that high screen and roll. I would expect Portland to potentially set those screens higher up on the floor in this game six than they have earlier this series. That's something that could give Denver trouble, make Denver's bigs come out even higher up on the floor. You know, if you set those ball screens closer to half court, that's just even more ground for Nicole Jokic and Mason Plumley to cover. And maybe if they're set up that high, Denver's bigs don't come out all the way. So I would expect... Portland to go to Lillard early and often, hope to get him a couple easy baskets, get him to knock down a three. And if you're the Blazers crowd, that's what's going to get you energized. So if Lillard has a big first quarter, that could be trouble for Denver. That gets the crowd going, that gets Portland's confidence up. But if you hold him to a first quarter like he's had throughout most of the series, I think that gives you a lot of confidence over the remainder of the game. I also think you could really take the crowd out of it too if Denver gets up big in this first half by double digits. Let's hit a quick break. On the other side, I'll get into two other keys I have for a Nuggets victory tonight in game six. Also gets a one call on the Total Beverage Fan Hotline. I'll be right back. If you're living in Colorado and you are craving some good old Southern barbecue, be sure to give Moe's Original Barbecue a try. My favorite thing about Moe's Original Barbecue is we are a Southern soul food revival. We make everything from scratch daily, house-made smoked meats, and customer service to the next level. That was Robbie Peoples, one of the managers over at Moe's Original Barbecue. And like he mentioned, they have incredible food, awesome customer service, and I think my favorite part is how cool the environment is in both of their locations. We have live music at Moe's at our south location, 3295 South Broadway, which is a full PA system, ticket sales. Uh, We have national bands, we have local bands. If you're a local band interested in playing, feel free to contact us at moesdenver.com. We would love to have you come down and play for a big old party at Moe's Original Barbecue. Not only do they have live music, but they also have a bowling alley and a dozen TVs with all of your favorite games on. They have two locations, one in downtown Denver off Broadway and 6th, and of course the other one that Robbie mentioned in Inglewood. I would recommend Moe's to someone because we cater to all needs a family-friendly atmosphere we have colorado beers on tap all the games on the tvs it will blow your mind with amazing barbecue 
Welcome back to the BSN Nuggets podcast. As always, we're presented by The Green Solution. You can visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations. Browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com and use promo code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Harrison Wind here on a Thursday morning. Three keys to victory in Game 6 for the Nuggets tonight. My second key to victory, Denver's got to keep their composure and especially keep their composure if Portland tries to get physical with them, which I think could happen, especially later on in this game if Portland finds themselves trailing in maybe the third quarter. Portland did this late in Game 5. Game was pretty much out of hand, and Myers Leonard gave a hard playoff foul to Nicole Jokic on his way to the hoop. Jokic got up in uh, Leonard's face. Officials reviewed the play, actually gave Leonard a flagrant one foul for the contact he gave Jokic on his way to the hoop. And Jokic got up in his face, but Nikola's got to understand in moments like that, Portland's trying to provoke Denver. Now, if Myers Leonard can frustrate Nikola Jokic into an ejection and he also gets ejected, that's a win for Portland. If they can not have to worry about Jokic, and that only comes at the expense of them losing their third-string big man, that's a huge win for the Trailblazers. So I would watch for that in Game 6. I'd watch for Portland to get really physical with Denver, maybe try to frustrate the Nuggets, although I don't think that's the type of thing that really has gotten under Denver's skin at all this season. But, I mean, in Game 6, you're really going to dig deep in the barrel and just see what you can come out with. So maybe there's some physicality from Portland early, and Denver's just got to stay composed. Like I just said a few minutes ago, I think they know they're the much better team by now in the series. They knew that against the Spurs, but you just get a feeling there's a different type of confidence around this team than there was last series. And they also know that Portland just, they don't have a lot of things they can throw their way, offensively or defensively. It seems like they really figured out the Trailblazers. I would expect Portland to try to get physical with Denver early in this one. Maybe a few hard playoff fouls in the first half. See if they can rattle the Nuggets a little, like I just said. See if they can get that crowd into it a little bit. And Denver's just going to have to stay composed. A third key to victory for the Nuggets, and this is a little out of the box, but if I'm Michael Malone, I would not be afraid to play my big guns, mainly Nikola Jokic, a ton of minutes even though you've got game seven in your back pocket and you could say to yourself, hey, I don't want to burn Nikola Jokic out here big in game six. We've got game seven in a couple days. There has been very little rest in between these games this series. There's been just one day of rest in between games one, two, three, four, five, and six. But the thing about how this series worked out schedule-wise And if I'm Denver, I'd have a little beef with the schedule makers based on the fact that this series is in six right now, and you've got a Warriors-Rocket series that has a lot more days of rest built into it. But Game 7 wouldn't be until Sunday. You've got two days of rest. That's double the amount of rest you've had between all these other previous games, games one through six, that you have between Game 6 and Game 7. So A, we've seen Denver be able to really bounce back from a fatigue standpoint quickly in this series. They play the four-overtime game in Game 3. They looked less tired in Game 4 than Portland did in Game 4. Nicole Jokic playing 65 minutes in Game 3 looked less tired than Jamal Murray or less tired than a lot of other Portland guys did in that Game 4. So 
Denver can bounce back quickly, but the fact that they have two days of rest in between Game 6 and Game 7, a potential Game 7, I think that gives Michael Malone a lot of leeway here to really go out and try to get this Game 6 and you know, play his big guys' heavy minutes. This Nuggets bench has really struggled in this second round and really in these playoffs. And this is an incredible stat, but with Nikola Jokic off the floor in this second round series against Portland in these first five games, Denver has a negative 32.6 rating. And if you want some context of that stat, that might make it a little easier to understand. Of course, that is points per 100 possessions. The Nuggets are a minus 38 in 44 minutes with Nikola Jokic off the court in this series against the Trailblazers so far. That's incredible. With them on the court, they're a plus 66 in 216 minutes. All their starters are big pluses. Pretty much their entire bench is definitely in the negatives. But with Jokic off the court, they are a minus 38. They've been outscored by 38 points in 44 minutes. That's blasphemous. That's incredible. So Denver needs to ride their starters big in this game. They should, knowing that they have two games off in between Game 6 and Game 7 to regroup, to get re-energized, to get some rest. And Michael Malone shouldn't be scared to play his starters heavy minutes and pull his bench quickly if Portland starts to make a run or two on Denver's second unit, which they've done time and time again this series, and I think they could do again here in Game 6. Denver cannot lose Game 6 because of its bench. I don't think they will. I don't think you can pin really any of these losses this series solely on their bench, but the second unit struggles have been a big contributor to the games Denver's lost here in game two and game three. So if I'm the Nuggets, I lean heavily on my starters tonight in game six, and I ride them out and really push them to the limit knowing I've got two days of rest here before game seven. And even though they've held Damian Lillard down, I would not want to be facing Damian Lillard in a closeout game seven. I've got one question on the Total Beverage Fan Hotline that came in after that game five win that I want to get to. But quickly, though, a word from Total Beverage. You guys already know that Total Beverage has the most liquor in Colorado at the best prices in Colorado. Now they're delivering to anywhere in the North Metro area all the way from Wheat Ridge to Erie. And right now they've got an exclusive deal for BSN listeners. Total Beverage is offering $10 off a $50 purchase or more on their website and app if you use the promo code BSN10. Again, go to the Total Beverage website, go to their app, use promo code BSN10 for $10 off your $50 order, and you can have it delivered right to your door because Total Beverage delivers to anywhere in the North Metro area, all the way from Wheat Ridge to Erie. Harrison Winter on the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by The Green Solution. I know this is a short show, but I wanted to get something up before the game here on Thursday, give you guys some keys that I think Denver needs to follow to get a win. I want to go to the Total Beverage Fan Hotline real quick and get to one call that came in after that game four victory about Nikola Jokic and just the awesome playoff run that he's had. And I think what probably should go down is one of the best playoff debuts in NBA history. If you're just looking at what Nikola Jokic is doing in his first couple playoff series. If you do have a question for the show, 1-800-BSN-8394. 1-800-BSN-8394. Let's go there right now. Hello, this is Corey from Florida. Uh, just basking in this wonderful, beautiful playoff run the Nuggets are in. Jamal Murray, I was spoken about on the last podcast about a signature shot. 
he has that step back three that is kind of money every time he he goes for that move. You feel like it's going in. But I'm gonna go with the the mid range pump fake up and under move that he lays up from about eight to ten feet or five to ten feet. It's a pretty smooth move. Nobody else does that as much as he does. I I don't think so. Go with that as a signature shot. But let's just we can talk about Jokic as well. Jokic is a boss man. I'm willing to say he's borderline top five in the NBA offensively. And for sure, his, we already thought he was top ten. But do you, where do you put him in your top ten or top five uh, in the NBA? Thanks for the call, Corey. Appreciate it, man. So I went back and looked at how ESPN ranked their top ten players. They do this at the beginning of every season. Here's their top ten when the season began. LeBron James, Steph Curry, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Giannis, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, Joel Embiid, and Damian Lillard. So a couple guys on that list are probably trending downwards. A couple guys are probably trending upwards. A couple guys stay the same, like LeBron obviously trending downwards this season. But if you're looking at a discussion about the top five players in the league, he's still got to be in that discussion. Steph Curry probably stayed the same this season. He's still in that top five discussion. James Harden, he's still in that top five discussion. Kevin Durant, I think he's trending up. I think Kevin Durant's the best player in the league right now. Giannis trending up as well. Anthony Davis trending down. Russell Westbrook's trending down. Kawhi Leonard, who's having a great playoff run with Toronto, trending upwards. Joel Embiid had a great first round, not a great second round, but He's probably staying the same. We'll probably be back in the top 10 next season. Damian Lillard may be trending a bit down after he hasn't really played great this series against Denver. Here's how I look at it, though, if you're looking at a top five for next season. I think there are a couple tiers if you're looking at a top 10 or a top five. The top tier, I think, belongs to two guys, and it's LeBron and Kevin Durant. I think they're in a tier by themselves. Then I have a second tier below that with just one player. That's Giannis. And then in a third tier, I have four guys right now. Kawhi Leonard, Steph Curry, James Harden, and Nikola Jokic. I do feel like Nikola Jokic, how he's playing in these playoffs, is in that tier with those three other guys. With Kawhi, with Jokic, with Curry, with Harden. So, Regardless of what happens over the rest of this playoff run, I think you can put LeBron and Durant and Giannis clearly as your top three. And then you can talk about Kawhi Leonard, Nikola Jokic, Curry, and Harden, two of those four guys taking those final two spots in your top five. And obviously the two that didn't take those spots in the top five, they'd be my next guys at six and seven. So I think Jokic is right there with a run to the Western Conference Finals. I think he could vault into that top five. He's definitely in the top 10, though. And, you know, depending on just your preference, I think you could make an argument that he's in the top five. But probably right now, still on the outside looking in, I think you can look at Kawhi Leonard. You could even look at Curry as just more valuable players, better players. That's such a hard thing to define than Jokic right now. But he's a lot closer to the top five than people think. He's definitely in the discussion. But thanks for the question, Corey. 
Definitely appreciate it, man. If you guys do have questions for the show, 1-800-BSN-8394. 1-800-BSN-8394. And if you guys aren't subscribed to BSN Denver, I want to encourage you to go to bsndenver.com backslash subscribe. Sign up for a subscription. It's really not that much money, less than $5 a month for awesome sports coverage. Obviously, we're covering the Nuggets day in and day out. We've really upped their coverage during this playoff run. A lot of cool stories that we've been writing every day off of practices and games and in-depth features and whatnot. So a lot of cool content on the site right now. You also get access to our Rockies, our Broncos, our Avalanche coverage as well. So bsndenver.com backslash subscribe if you want to read the articles we spend a lot of time talking about on this podcast. That's all I've got for today's show, guys. Enjoy Game 6. We'll be back with another episode breaking down a Nuggets win or loss and previewing Game 7 on Friday. Talk to you then. The Colorado Golf Association is dedicated to preserving, improving, and serving the game of golf here in Colorado. And right now they're conducting their annual Dream Golf Vacation Raffle. Ed May, Executive Director of the Colorado Golf Association, gave us some more info on what exactly you can win if you enter. We had six grand prizes this year and 40 plus other prizes. So the the big ticket items, so to speak, or the grand prizes are a trip to the BMW Championship, including VIP access, thanks to our partnership with BMW. Uh, We have a trip to Streamsong, we have a trip to Bandon Dunes, we have a trip to Sand Valley. And then we have what I think might be the coolest, a chance to take an, uh, a 7 Series BMW down to Telluride to play in a CGA-only event. The raffle tickets will go on sale on our website, coloradogolf.org. Tickets are $40, and you know all the proceeds from the raffle are going to support youth development in the state of Colorado. So you're making a great donation to a great cause, but you're also having a chance to uh, really have a fantastic dream golf vacation. For a chance to win, be sure to go to coloradogolfassociation.org.